Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of Healing, Growing, Evolving, the podcast. My name is Carson Kelber. I am your host, and I am so, so grateful to be here with all of you today. As you might know by now, I usually start off my episodes with a little bit of time for you all to tune in and check in with yourself. And today, I don't necessarily have a check-in for you, but I do have a question or a bit of a challenge that I want you all to think about. And that is, how can I invite more play and fun into my life this summer? I recently saw a TikTok that said something along the lines of, remember when we used to make summer bucket lists as kids and why don't we do that anymore? And it really inspired me because it got me feeling super nostalgic about summertime as a kid because it was one of the best times of the year, right? There was no school, there was no homework, no responsibilities, and there was so much freedom and joy and spending time outside and finding creative ways to keep yourself entertained and just so much play and fun. And it just got me thinking about how, as adults, we neglect that aspect of well-being far too much. Because the reality of it is, is that little kid that used to get so excited about summer and used to create those silly little lists of things to do still lives inside each and every one of us. And they want to come out and play and have innocent fun and be creative and use their imagination, but the older that we get, the more we are conditioned to work and not play and the more responsibilities that we have on our plate and the more that we are taken away from that childlike essence and the more that we neglect the things that make us feel young and alive and carefree and the things that remind us that Life really isn't all that serious, but my challenge for you over the next few summer months is to find ways that you can embody that childlike spirit. Whether you want to go all out and create a silly little summer bucket list, or you just want to brainstorm a few ideas of activities that help you feel playful, and help you have that innocent fun. I want you to bring your inner child to life this summer. And I know that we all have busy lives and we have a lot of responsibilities, but I know that you can find just a few minutes each week, not even each day, but each week to engage in the things that remind you that your inner child is very much so still a part of you. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. And we are going to be talking all about selfishness why to be selfish and how to be selfish. In one of my recent episodes, I talked about how learning to be selfish and learning that it is okay to be selfish is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the past year or so. And I think that this topic deserves its own episode. It deserves elaboration because so many of us are taught that being selfish is a bad thing and we are never taught that it is okay to put ourselves first. However, being selfish is such a crucial part 
of healing, of growing, of evolving, of protecting your health and your well-being and your happiness. So if you are like me and you are a recovering people pleaser or you are hoping to start walking down that path of recovering from people pleasing, this episode is for you because I know this might sound dramatic, but learning to be selfish saved my life. It has allowed me to get to where I am in my own healing journey. It has allowed me to reclaim my health and my happiness. And that is something that each and every one of you are worthy and deserving of experiencing and accomplishing. So today I am here to talk all about how learning to be selfish can help each and every one of you get there too. And I first want to start off by talking about how we can begin to deconstruct and decondition what most of us have been taught about selfishness and how we can begin to look at that word, that concept through a more positive lens. And I want to start this conversation by asking you a question and that is, what are the first things that you think of when you hear the word selfish? That might be a few supporting adjectives to the word selfish or traits of a selfish person or maybe even a specific person comes to mind. And once you've thought about all of that, I now want you to ask yourself, how much of what I just thought of is quote-unquote negative or bad? And I'm just going to go ahead and take some guesses of some of the things that you might have thought of. Maybe some of the things that popped into your mind are greedy, self-centered, self-absorbed, not caring about others. And I'm just going to guess that a lot of the things that you thought about are traits and qualities that are viewed as undesirable or to take that even a step farther shameful in the eyes of society but where do these beliefs that selfishness is a bad thing and a negative quality to have come from and how much of that is actually true from a very young age we are innocently taught not to be selfish, right? We're taught things like how to share our toys and that's not a bad thing, right? Sharing is caring, but for a lot of people, somewhere in between that being taught how to share and now, we have been programmed to excessively people please and that putting everyone else before your own self is admirable and that selfishness makes you a bad person. And when you look up the definition of selfish from Merriam-Webster, it says, concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself, seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage, pleasure, or well-being without regard for others. And when looking at this definition, those last few words, without regard for others, this is where I believe that we are programmed to view selfishness as bad and shameful. And when we're talking about this concept of moving through life more selfishly and without that regard for others, I want to make it abundantly clear that this without regard for others does not include 
intentional keyword intentional harm whether that be mentally emotionally physically spiritually to others and i usually like to steer away from labeling things as good or bad positive or negative but i think we can all agree that causing intentional harm to someone else to others not necessarily the best trait to have. So when we are learning to be more selfish, we need to remember that we shouldn't intentionally, again, keyword here, intentionally be negatively impacting the lives of those around us. However, keeping all of this in mind that we are not purposely hurting others, why should we think about other people before ourselves when it comes to our advantage and our growth, our pleasure and our happiness, our well-being and our health, why should we worry and put other people's opinions, needs, reactions, feelings, thoughts before our own healing and growth and evolution and peace and energetic state of being? Why should you not think about yourself first. It is your life, isn't it? And this idea of not being selfish and putting everyone else's needs and wants and feelings before your own has consequences, not just for you, but for everyone around you as well. And to elaborate on this, I'm going to give you all some insight on my own personal experience. I was programmed to believe that I should put everyone else before myself and I used to think that that was so admirable. So for a long time, I walked through life embodying that. If someone needed my help with something but I was in the middle of doing something already, it didn't matter. I would drop what I was doing and help them anyways. If someone needed to vent to me or trauma dump on me, but I knew I was not in an emotional state to handle that and I was processing enough of my own crap, I would ignore all of that and I would be there for them anyways. If someone wanted me to do something or go somewhere with them, but I was on the brink of exhaustion and burnout, I would suck it up and go anyways and this list could go on and on. And I thought this made me a good person, right? I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I thought that I was supposed to put everyone's needs and wants before my own. Until that this started to have such negative impacts on my life and my well-being that I knew that I couldn't keep acting that way and being that type of person because I was overly concerned with fulfilling everyone else's needs and wants, I was neglecting my own and that led to me getting sicker and sicker both physically and mentally and it took me so far away from myself because I didn't even know how to identify my own needs and wants or how to fulfill those. And because of that, I wasn't able to heal my chronic illnesses, my trauma, my mental health. I wasn't able to grow and reach my goals and my dreams. And not only did this impact me on a personal level, it also impacted 
how I felt towards the people in my life that I was helping, that I was putting first. I grew resentful towards those people, not because they did anything wrong or because it was their fault, but because I was giving so much of myself to them that I was left with nothing. I was left with no energy to take care of my own self, no time to pursue my goals and my passions, or simply just no time to spend with myself and to get to know myself and my own needs. I was left with no mental and emotional capacity to process my own problems, my own trials and tribulations. And that resentment came from me feeling like no one cared about my needs, wants, and well-being, but the reality of it is I was the one not caring about my needs, my wants, my well-being, and I was the one that was at fault for not knowing how to put myself first. And to this day, I love and I find purpose in helping and serving others, right? Like, that was why I was put on this earth to help people heal, to serve them. But it was in those moments that I was left with nothing to give to myself and growing resentful towards those around me that I realized in order to best help and serve, I first need to be selfish because I need to be my best self. I was able to erase what I had been taught about selfishness when I realized that selfishness is the means through which I am able to be not only my best self for me, but for everyone else around me too. And that is why I believe that selfishness is not a bad thing. And in fact, I think putting yourself, your well-being, your growth, your goals first is one of the most selfless things you can do because it allows you to walk through life fulfilled with an abundance of energy, resources, high vibrational states of love that we can then share with others. You might have heard the quote, you can't pour from an empty cup, and that rings so true here, but I want to take that even a step farther. I don't think we should be pouring from a half full cup or arguably even a full cup. We should be pouring into others' cups when ours is in a state of overflow because that is how we ensure we are being taken care of first. That is how we ensure that our needs are fulfilled before we attempt to fulfill the needs of others. To be selfish is to center yourself in your experiences. It is to put your healing, your growing, your evolution first. It is to live your life for you and not for the sole purpose of pleasing everyone else and fulfilling everyone else. So how do we do this? How do we start to learn to put ourselves first to be selfish? Let's talk about it. Let's dive in. First and foremost, 
people-pleasing and putting everyone else's needs before your own is a trauma response. It is a response by your nervous system telling you that putting yourself first is not safe. And I talk a lot about nervous system regulation on here and I feel like what I talk about most is fight and flight responses. However, this people-pleasing is a fawn response. And this fawn response is when you try to avoid or minimize distress or danger by pleasing and appeasing the threat. So likely that threat being another person. So if you are spending a lot of time in this fawn response or people-pleasing mode, chances are that somewhere down the line, it was necessary to people please in order to keep you safe physically, emotionally, and or mentally, but now you've carried that with you to this day and you are stuck living in a state of responding to the past. And we release this by regulating our nervous systems and proving to ourselves that it is safe and we will not be put in harm's way when we put ourselves first, right? So we lean on those regulation tools such as breath work, affirmations, EFT tapping, somatic shaking, all of that good stuff. In those moments when we feel ourselves trying to default back into people-pleasing mode, you also have to learn to love yourself enough to view your needs and wants as worthy of coming first. And if you never had anyone in your childhood to model this to you, this can be hard and it sure as heck isn't fair, but the reality of it is, it is now up to you to be that one that comes and saves you and proves to you that you are worthy of being put first. And one of the ways in which we do that, which is arguably one of the most important aspects of being more selfish, is setting boundaries. And one of my very first podcast episodes was all about boundaries. So I suggest you go listen to that if you are walking down this path of recovering from people-pleasing. But a few things that I want you to know and remember about boundaries are, first and foremost, when you are communicating a boundary, communicate why you are setting it. So for example, as much as I would love to be there for you and listen to you talk about what you are going through, I cannot continue with this conversation because it is triggering events of my past. Or, Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to help you out with that favor today because I already have a lot on my plate and I am very busy and overwhelmed and need to get things done. By doing this, we are giving the person on the receiving end an opportunity to notice and acknowledge our needs. And this leads me into number two. Someone's reaction to your boundary is not your responsibility and if someone does have a poor reaction to a boundary you set i'm just gonna go ahead and be honest with you they do not care about you as much as you think that they do they are the ones 
being selfish because if they are not respecting that boundary that you set, they are also not respecting that need that you have that you communicated with them. And if this happens, I want you to consider and ask yourself if that is someone who deserves to take up space in your life, if that is someone that is going to be able to support your well-being and your happiness and your peace. Third and finally about boundaries. If you have lived most of your life up to this point not setting boundaries, it is going to be scary, but do it scared because the more you do it, the less scarier it becomes and the easier it gets. And this right here is when you want to lean on those nervous system regulation tools and remind yourself that what you are doing is safe. Another way in which we can begin to be more selfish, which goes along with setting boundaries, is learning to say no, right? You do not have to be everything for everyone. You only have to be everything for yourself. And again, saying no can be scary. It can send you into that fawn response, right? So lean on those nervous system regulation tools anytime that you are going to set a boundary or going to say no to someone. Give yourself a moment to take a few deep breaths before you communicate that no or that boundary or after you are done saying no or setting a boundary, start doing some somatic shaking, right? So that means physically shaking out your arms and your legs and your body to allow that stress to move through you. Additionally, in order to be selfish and to put our needs first and to honor our needs, we first have to know what our needs are. So that means spending alone time with yourself, really getting to know yourself, right? Doing deep self-reflection, tapping into your body and its sensations, cultivating self-care routines and methods. So taking the time to really figure out what it is that you need in order to feel your best and understanding what capacity you have to show up for others at a given time. One thing that I have discovered in my journey of selfishness is that I am a very needy person and there is nothing wrong with that. That just means that it takes a lot of diligent effort to support my well-being and that has also led me to discover that if I am not doing my part in fulfilling those needs, my capacity for others is low. And it is through discovering all of that that I've been able to identify what those needs are and how I can put them first and where I need to set boundaries in my life to make sure that I am having those needs met. And it has allowed me to be able to identify when I am in that state of overflow and when I am able to put my best foot forward for others. And lastly, in order to become more selfish, in order to put your needs first, 
You have to learn to eradicate your guilt. And I hope that a lot of what I have said up until this point has started to help you do that. But I just want to remind you that this is your life and it was meant to be lived for you. You do not need to feel bad about putting yourself first because your needs, your well-being, your desires, your goals, your happiness should come before anything else and you are worthy of all of those things. If someone tries to make you feel guilty for putting yourself first and your needs first, it is merely because they are out of touch with their own self and their own needs. People can only meet you as deeply as they have met themselves. So someone who does not know how to put themselves first is not going to understand why you are doing so. And I know that I just said lastly for guilt, however, this is the last thing and that is surround yourself with people who respect you and your needs. Surround yourself with people who are also putting themselves and their healing, their growth, their evolution first. Surround yourself with people that model healthy selfishness. I'm gonna go ahead and end off the episode here and I hope that you all were able to take something from this, whether that be a new perspective on selfishness or tips for setting boundaries, but thank you for being here with me and I love you all so very much. And as always, please never forget that you are worthy, you are deserving, and you are capable.